Welcome to the podcast of Destiny Community Church. Serve month, the first ever serve month that we've ever had. And I'm looking around the room, and many of you wore your, your serve month t-shirts, your serve team t-shirts. Um, you know, some of the guys um, have been on stage, you know, and they've, they've put something over their shirt. I know Zach had on a jacket, and Pastor Andrew's got on his jean jacket, and, you know, they, they do it to look cool. I looked in the mirror this morning and realized that if I didn't put on this jean shirt, I look like I work at Target. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is out of necessity, Okay. No, it really has been an amazing, amazing month. I know that we have children in the room, and so I'm going to make this quick today, and then we're going we're to worship together a little bit more. But you know, during the American Revolutionary War, there was a, a man that was in civilian clothes, and he rode past a group of, of soldiers that were repairing this small defensive barrier. And their leader was shouting out instructions to them, but he wasn't lifting a finger. He was making no attempt at all to help his men repair this, this defensive barrier there. And the passerby in civilian clothes asked the leader, he said, why aren't you helping your soldiers? And the guy answered, he says, it, because I'm a corporal. And the stranger apologized. He dismounted off of his horse and he proceeded to help the exhausted soldiers who were clearly just out of breath. When the job was complete, this, this man in civilian clothes turned to the corporal and he said these words. He said, Mr. Corporal, next time you have a job like this and not enough men to do it, go to your commander-in-chief and I will come and help you again. The man passing by in civilian clothes was none other than George Washington, our first president of the United States. Church, today we celebrate a Philippians 2 attitude. And if you don't know what that is, let me share it with you. A Philippians 2 uh, attitude comes from verses 5 and 7 of chapter 2 of Philippians. And, and it reads, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. This month, that's what you've done. You've taken on the form of a servant. And over the month of November, there were 233 people from DCC that have served in various projects. And those are the ones that we have record of. I know there were many others that jumped in and helped with different projects. But 233 people on 18 different teams serving this community and serving the surrounding communities in various ways. And so I want to celebrate you today. I want to celebrate what you've done through the power of the Holy Spirit working through your life. And so here are some of the serve projects. And here's what we ask that you would do. If you served on these teams, at the moment I call your name, I want you to stand just for that team. And we're just going to look and see who served on that team. And then you can be seated right after that. And so if you served on these teams that I'm calling out, just stand when I call your team. First of all, the Axis Free Car Wash. Access free car wash. If you served on that team, go ahead and stand. Yeah, give them a hand. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. The cemetery uh, headstone cleaning team. Yeah. The cemetery raking team. Yeah. The free oil change for the widows and single moms. Yeah. 
Actually, I want to pause right there just for a moment. Um, I have something I want to, I want to share with you. Um, I don't know if he, if he made it. Is, is Reuben Sapp here? I, I know that we were trying to get him here. He's not here. Okay. Um, Reuben from BNL Auto Parts, Napa and Archer, when he heard what we were doing, he donated all of the oil filters and all of the, the oil to change uh, in, the, in the widows and single moms. He said, if you can provide the labor, I can provide the parts. Yep. So make sure you take your business to Napa and Archer and, and let Reuben know how much you appreciate him. Um, one widow told us uh, that since her husband died, she has no one to take care of that kind of stuff for her. She was an elderly woman, and um, we set up like a little waiting room, and, and I walked in there, and, and I was just standing there talking with her, and she was just so appreciative of, of what we were able to do. It was, it was a very unique project. Um, how about this team, the, the Foster Family Child Care, if you were on that team? Yeah. One of the foster parents told us that no one had ever done anything like, them, like that for them. And they had a, a few hours, just a break for a few hours. That was huge. How about the Heart of Florida food drive, sorting the groceries and delivering the food? If you were on that team, would you stand? The High Springs Community School bathrooms, another very unique project. If you were on that team, stand. Yeah. I don't know if you were able to see it, but there were, there were inspirational quotes painted on all the, the doors in the, in the girls' bathroom. And it, and it just, wasn't, just wasn't quotes. It was, it, it was amazing, the art behind it. Uh, beautiful design there. The Jonesville Roadside Trash Pickup Team. We have some in the back back there. Yep. Yeah. They were not by themselves. They're just the only two that are here right now. <laughs> or the only two that know where Jonesville is at. So um, how about the Newberry Elementary School pressure washing and landscape cleanup? If you were on that one at the Newberry Elementary School. Yeah. Thank you, guys. The Newberry Fall Festival booth, if you served at that. Funny story. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Funny story. That, this happened last Saturday at the Newberry Fall Festival, and we had, I think, three shifts of teams that showed up to work that. And, and we just had some bags um, with some different information about our church and some candy and stuff in the bag, and they were giving that out to, to everyone. And, you know, it's one of the ways that we grew our church. Uh, I remember the very first Main Street Market Festival, we were there, and there were families that came to our church simply because of us being there, just giving out some free stuff. Well, this year, they were, they were at the booth, and, and I know my son was working this particular shift, and it was, it was my son, Mark Feather, and I believe Melissa Green was, was there with them. And this lady shows up and she says, I'm here to, to relieve you. I'm here for the noon shift. And all three of these that are working the booth, they look at each other and none of them know who she is. But I mean, but look around. I mean, our church is getting to a size where it's, it's hard. You can't connect with everybody, but you can connect with somebody. And, and that's the key right there. And so they're just thinking, you know, we don't, we don't know her and that's okay. She said, I, I attend second service. And so one of them was like, okay, well, I come to first. But, you know, the other one was like, I go to second. I've never seen you, but that's okay. Do you, she said, do you have a shirt for me? And we didn't have a shirt for her. The people that were serving already had their shirts. 
But Mark Feather had a, a shirt from last year in his vehicle. And so he went and got his shirt from last year to give to her. So she would at least be in a red shirt and a red DCC shirt to serve. And she comes and she sits down and, and people walk up to the booth and, and she's just sharing all about our church. I mean, she's telling them how great the music is. So these, these other three people are like, well, apparently she comes to our church. She knows the music's good. And she, she tells one couple that comes up, she says, yeah, you know, it's just kind of a chill atmosphere. You know, you just come in and just as you are, it's just, and she actually said, I wish they would turn the music up a little bit louder. You know, it's, it's loud music, but we want it louder. And, and I, I want to see some more dancing. And so they're like, okay, maybe she comes to our church and stuff. Well, she gets to looking through the bag and she notices that everything in the bag says DCC on it. And she looks at him and she said, why are we passing out stuff for DCC? She was at the wrong church booth. She had the t-shirt on and everything and showed up to the wrong booth. It's contagious. Everybody wants to be a part of DCC. I, I did... I did call her pastor later, <laughs> and I was laughing. I'm not going to tell you what church. Some of you are wondering right now. I called her pastor, and I'm gonna, he and I are friends, and I told him what had happened, and, and we both agree we're all part of the same team. So if somebody comes to our church or goes to their church, we're all good with it, right? Amen, amen. How about the Newberry Roadside Trash Pickup Team? Those of you that were on the Newberry Roadside Trash Pickup Team, yeah. The nursing home studio portraits, the picture taking at the nursing home. Yep. And Courtney in the back. All right, I got to share some stuff with you. Uh, I had a business leaders round table that morning. And by the time I got there, uh, Pastor Andrew had already been there and had them set up. And uh, so I, I stuck around uh, until the end because I, you know, my dad's there and I got to spend some time with dad. And, um, but there was a gentleman that was, that he was, he was going around playing his banjo. And, and it, was, it was remarkable. It's bluegrass music up and down the halls of, of Ayers Rehab Facility. Well, then he shows up a little bit later and he's holding a homemade banjo that he had made. The first one was a real banjo. This one was a homemade banjo. And so he came in to get his portrait made. And you see it there. And I told him, I said, man, that's going to make a great album cover. And he said, I'm actually, I'm actually thinking about recording a new album. And so maybe, maybe we just supplied his new album cover for him. Hey, there was another man that, uh, he was a husband and he, he's had to put his wife there and he told us he visits his wife every day there at, at the nursing home. And I couldn't help but think, because I know that is where my dad will stay until his last day. I know that. Um, we've reached that place to where I don't think we can take dad out anymore. And I couldn't help but think this is probably the last portrait that they'll take together, you know, and for us to be able to supply that for them. And we're giving all of these families a free eight by 10 that we're having printed out for them and also sending them a digital copy or one of their family members, a digital copy. But the one that takes the cake is one lady by the name of, of Diana, also known as Foxy D. <laughs> Foxy D, you can tell by the way she's posing in this picture. She was something else. Um, struggling with Alzheimer's, but one of the things that she, she remembers are the poems that she writes. And she actually has, has put together a book and they sell it at the front desk for $12 at Ayers. And I promised her that I would come and buy a copy of her book. So I asked her, could you share some poetry with us? And she did about, about 10 different poems. And, um, 
But, but I asked her, I said, can I record one of your poems? And she said, sure, go ahead. She said, if I break your camera, I'm not responsible for it. <laughs> but I want you to hear Foxy D. And uh, it may be a little hard to make out, but listen closely. When it comes to being a father, no situation is a bother. When it derives from being a mother, each child is special like none other. When it comes to being a brother, he will do his very best to place the family's problems to rest. When it comes to being a sis, she will see a situation with tender kids, like fine pieces of leather, a family unit will always, always be well put together. She may not be able to remember exactly where she's at. She may not be able to remember all of her family members, but she can remember her poetry. And I just thought it was beautiful that we were able to, to take a picture of her and get to hear some of her beautiful poems. Also, I, I want to recognize the team that went and replaced the flags uh, for the military graves, for all the veteran graves. If you're in the room, I want you to stand. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And then a bunch of our women got together and they went and replaced flowers at the cemetery. If you were on that team, Stan. One of the things I love, and I know I've already mentioned that this, this month, but one of the things I love about the timing of serve month, you know, usually today is the day that we would be going out and serving um, on our annual serve day. But because we increased it to a month, we were able to get all of the cemetery projects in before Thanksgiving. And cemeteries are the most visited during Thanksgiving, more than any other holiday. And so this year, families were showing up at Thanksgiving, and they got to see all of the work that we had done around the cemeteries. So thank all of you that uh, served at our, at our cemeteries. Uh, the, the Sarah Pregnancy Center, if you were on that team, and you did yard work, and you went inside and cleaned, if you'll stand. Thank you, guys. Yes. Tremendous job. There was also uh, some yard work debris cleanup at one of our senior adult homes between here and Trenton. If you were there at Miss Marge's home, I want you to stand. Yeah. How about our, our Trenton roadside trash pickup? If you were on that team. Yeah. And then yard work and housework at a widow's house in Jonesville. We didn't know her. Someone put us in touch with her. And if you were part of that team uh, working there, I want you to stand. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Tremendous job. Thank you all. Did I miss any teams? I don't think we did, but I don't want to leave anybody out. Speak now or forever. Hold your peace. One more time. Give all of yourselves a big round of applause. Thank you. So really quick, really quick, let, let me tell you why we do this, why it's so important. And I think Serve Month proved to be a huge success for us. I love the way Serve Month worked, and I know we had to work our way to this. I don't see us ever going back to just a Serve Day because there's, there's a meaningful impact with each one of these jobs that we did, each one of these projects. It was, it was just a very meaningful time. And, and I want to tell you why we do these things. There's, there's a couple of things that are accomplished through serving. First of all, serving inspires others to serve. 
This is the way it works, church. When, when someone sees someone serving with a cheerful heart, it inspires them to do the same. There are people in this room right now that they're, they're inspired by those of you that went out and served, and, and, and they see the, the meaningfulness of that, and now they want to be a part of such a wonderful opportunity. And, and it's just contagious. It's the way that it works. It inspires others to serve. Back in 2006, when we first started DCC, very few, if any, churches in Newberry were doing anything to serve the community. One of the reasons why I knew God had called us to this community was to serve this community. And we had a mission. And I said it in the beginning, and I'm going to continue to say it until my last breath. If DCC were to cease to exist tomorrow, would we be missed? That has been the goal. We want to be missed. If something happened, and it will happen one day, you know, the rapture of the church is going to happen. And at the moment that we cease to exist here physically on this planet, at that moment will we be missed. And I want us to always make that kind of impact to where if we were missing, they would miss us. One of the dangers of older churches is that they become inward focused. The older a church gets, some of you, you've, you've grown up in churches, you've been around churches your whole life, and the older a church gets, the more inward focused it becomes. And so we made it a point from day one is that we're just going to serve. We're, we're not going to get stuck in that rut. If we're going to get stuck in any rut, it's going to be a rut of serving because that's the rut I want to be in. And so we were a new church in, a, in an old town, and we stood out by serving. That's how it started here in Newberry. The reason why we had tremendous success right off the bat was because we were serving. I remember our very first October of 2006, it was our first outreach event and it was actually held at the student center and, and we had our very first family fest. We didn't call it family fest back then, but it was our first Halloween week outreach to the community where we had games and candy and, and entertainment and that kind of stuff. And, and so that was our very first one and we just kicked it off. The church started in September and October we were serving and, and we just continued to serve and we've never stopped serving our community. Listen, Hebrews 10 and 24 says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And so the Bible encourages us to motivate each other to acts of love and good works. And throughout the years, church, I've watched as other churches and nonprofit organizations have stepped up and begin serving our community. One year, we had another church that actually asked, can we be a part of your serve day? And they were a small church, but they jumped in, and we actually had their shirts printed a little bit different than our shirts, so that we had their church name put on, on their shirts. And they jumped in, and they served with us on that serve day. Another year, we had the high school softball team that jumped in and served at the cemetery raking and cleanup with us, and they jumped in. They wanted to be a part of that, and the coach wanted the girls to, to, to have a better appreciation of life, and so they were there serving with us. Another year, there was a church, and, and some of you got upset at this, and I, I held your hand, I walked you through it, but there was another church that planned their own serve day. They wanted to have their very own serve day, and so they put their parishioners in matching t-shirts, and they hit the community, and, and some of you were like, they're copying us. Well, that's exactly what we want, right? We want to inspire others, and so uh, the pastor, even me, I had to get over it a little bit, but then I celebrated, and I was like, yes, we are inspiring other churches to do something great, and just this last weekend, and I want to brag on another church for a moment, because there's another church in town, uh, CLF, that they partnered with the city 
city and they had a very successful free event. And I'm happy to announce to you that they served nearly 600 people and fed them a Thanksgiving meal at, at Lois Fort uh, Park last weekend. Amen. It's contagious, isn't it? It's inspiring, and, and serving others, it inspires others to serve. So let's keep motivating others to serve. Let's continue to be the example. And, and the last thing I want to share with you is this. Serving glorifies God, and it draws people to him. That's the way it works. There's no other way to look at it. When you serve, you, you are glorifying God, and people are drawn to that. Um, all the kids in the room, I want you to listen to me because I'm going to give you a project that you can work on and parents are not going to like me very much. But last night, um, I was reminded of something because we have this, this large nativity scene. I mean, like the shepherds and the wise men are this tall. I mean, and, and it has a big stable and a big palm tree. And, and so I was putting it on my baby grand piano that I have in our house. And, and I shut the lid on the piano and I put it there and I had this idea. We've got this old tree topper. It's a big star. It's just bright. It's a big star. And I told Mandy, I said, I'm going to put it above the nativity and plug it in. So that, you know, when you look at this nativity scene, it's just glowing. And, and it worked. It's, it's majestic. It's majestic. But it reminded me of when I was a child, probably 9 or 10 years old. I used to love to help mom decorate for Christmas. I've always been that way. And I remember that, that when I was about 9 or 10 years old, my mom would put her nativity scene on the upright piano. Maybe that's where I get it from. She had an old upright piano, and she'd put her nativity scene on there. And I decided I was going to make a star for the nativity scene. And so I went and found the brightest, clearest bulb that I could find. It wasn't a star. It was a bright bulb. And I connected it to one of those six-volt lantern batteries, you know, the ones with those springs on the top. I connected it to that, hid the battery back behind the piano, and, and it was bright. And I remember my family, when we finished eating, I went in there and I, and I connected it to the battery, and they all came walking into the room, and everybody walked into the room, and they're like, I actually had to, to, to unplug it or, or take it off the battery because it was so bright. We couldn't open up presents in the room because it was so demanding. The light was too bright not to notice it. Church, that's what serving does. When God's people serve, it shines so bright that people have to notice. It glorifies God and people begin to notice. Matthew 5 and 16, Jesus said these words. He said, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So let me show you how this worked. And I'm not going to share any names and I'm going to leave out a lot of details, but I want you to see how this worked. I had nothing to do with the free oil change for widows and single moms except just helping get it organized because I'm not a mechanic. You don't want me working on your car. But I had an appointment at my office and I came out and, and those men are out there serving and they were working hard. And I walked into the fellowship hall across the street at the student center that we had set up like a little lobby area. And I walked in and I had that conversation with the, the older widow that I shared with you. And when she walked out, they came in and those guys were so professional. They walked in with their clipboards and called the name. And then they went over a few things with them. And as they're walking out of the door with that, that woman, I looked at the other woman there. I was, I was thinking she's just a single mom. She was too young to be a widow. And I look at her and she had introduced herself when I first walked in by name, but I could tell she was distraught. She was on the verge of tears. 
And I walked over to her and I said, I called her by name. I said, are you okay? And she went, and she just broke. I said, can I pray with you? She said, yes. I didn't even know why I was praying. I just put my, my hands on her shoulders and I just began to pray. I think we were watching Cars on, on the DVD that was playing in the little waiting room there. And I just, just started praying. I was praying the Holy Spirit would just bring comfort. I'm thinking she probably just went through a, a divorce, single mom. And when she stood up, she looked at me. She told me the tragic story of how her husband is now dead. And then she told me that not only is now, uh, now is she a single mom, a widow at such an early age, that she was pregnant and she was losing the baby. And I looked at her, I took her by the hands and I looked at her and I said, God didn't bring you here for an oil change. God brought you here so that we can minister to you. I said, I'm going to have my administrative assistant call you and set up an appointment because I would like to meet and talk with you. I, I want to help. Would that be okay? Would you agree to that? And she agreed to it. How does that happen? Through serving. Jesus would go and meet the needs before he would ever preach the sermon. When you feed their bellies, when you heal their afflictions, when you minister to their needs, then it opens the door for you to serve. Church, don't ever stop serving. Don't ever stop serving each other. Don't ever stop serving the community. Don't ever stop serving the lost. That's who we're trying to reach. Just don't stop serving. The kingdom of God is built on servanthood. And today we celebrate a month of us just serving. No questions asked. No agenda. We just want you to know that Jesus loves you and that's why we're serving. Some of them we got to see face to face. Some of them they walked up to a gravesite and thought, who cares so much about my deceased loved one that they would do this? And, and they have no idea except that somebody cared enough to clean up. Don't stop serving. If you want to be great in the kingdom of God, keep serving. Because serving will open doors that your title will never open. You don't believe me? Ask the maid at Buckingham Palace. Thank you for listening to the podcast of DCC. For service times and directions, log on to www.destinycommunitychurch.org. Thanks again for listening.